Hello, you beautiful Americans. How are you doing tonight? <sighs> or today. Right, howdy, whenever howdy, you're tuning howdy. in and listening. <laughs> at work, at home, or in the car. Welcome back to another episode of Built Blue. Sitting out here on another back, back porch podcast. Back porch studio. Heck yeah. Gonna catch up on the current events in our great wide world of the United States of America. You might hear some serious news. You're going to hear some funny news. And we're going to laugh at a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. No politics, as always. But, of course, starting off with the whiskey of the night. Oh. Josh, you provided me with this fine beverage. I did. Speaking of which, I'm going to grab it. Where is it at? Yeah, where's your... Oh, there you go. Found it. Right there. It's a little bit out of arm's reach. All right. Got a Kirkland 12-year blended scotch. What? Costco? Costco. Yes. Christ. Costco kind of has changed the game when it comes to beverages, when it comes to hard alcohols. In, in my opinion, from what I've tasted from Costco, is Costco gets their hands on, uh, who knows where they're getting it from, and they put their label on it, and something that would p- cost you twice as much, maybe three times as much, with a name brand name brand at a liquor store, you're getting for a third of the price at Costco. And this 12-year scotch is a big bottle. Oh, it's, it's a doozy. Yeah, it's what three feet tall almost. It's, uh, it's just might about be a exaggerating, but it's about as tall as your youngest. Uh, yeah, it's it's it it's got it's got some length on that bottle, and for fifty five dollars in Washington, with Washington liquor tax, that's uh, after tax and everything. It is not a bad drink. I think it actually, and it pairs pretty good with the cigar the of the beautiful, night. Beautiful, beautiful nub. Connecticut cigar of the evening. Yeah. How do you feel about that cigar, bud? Oh, dude, it's it's fantastic. It's not offensive at all. It's nice and nice and soft. It is. If you will. Mm-hmm. Nice and light. Everybody likes not a soft gonna, stick. Not going to make your breath uh, smell like a bag of ass for about the next two days. Yep. So Speaking of which, actually, we were just talking about Speaking that. Speaking of bags of asses? No. Yeah, not bags of oh, asses, okay. but, you know, bags of ass in your mouth. Oh, well played, sir. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Um, if you find yourself with that cigar mouth, Try swishing out with a little bit of lemon juice. It works pretty good. I don't know what it is. Don't know the science behind it. It just freaking works. Okay. Don't well ask the, the damn question. Well, the science is in the... I don't fucking know. Exactly. So, like I said, we're going to bring up a little bit of the current events here. And Absolutely. Have you been keeping up with... I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to ridiculous court proceedings. But recently, because personally I'm a big believer in certain criminals don't get the punishment they deserve sometimes. Oh, to shout say the least. Shout out to the Stanford swimming team. Oh God! But anyway, been flayed alive. So Sorry. this one, this one's actually pretty recent. Out of Auburn, Maine, a 77-year-old man who served decades in prison for stabbing his wife 14 times in front of their daughter. Classic Let me see. Bag. Let me see if it says yeah, Albert Flick. That just sounds like a shithead. Yeah. Let's see. When did he kill his wife? Let me check my. My little notes here. I was going to ask a dumb question if she did actually die. It was in 1979. He was sentenced to prison and served 25 years for stabbing his then wife more than a dozen times in front of their daughter. So, because if you look at this little photo here, he just looks like a little rickety old papa bear. Oh, God. You know, he don't look like he could hurt a fly. Yeah. So, a judge with a brain, I guess, uh, an alleged brain. Yeah. Said, "Oh, he's he's not a risk. Like he's he's just an old man. Let him let him get out to die in a halfway house or some shit, you know." Oh, there we go. Great. So, let me see if I can the timeline. So he was re- he was deemed 
too old to be a threat by a judge and was just convicted of a 2018 death of Kimberly Doby, which the murder was practically identical to his wife's. Oh, so he probably sat in prison, you know, and relived stabbing his wife like most sickos. They, you know, would do shit like that. A lot of sickos. Oh, he probably did. Enjoyed it. Or so he relived that fantasy. And so as soon as he got out, he replayed it. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, look at this. The attack was... The attack, which was in front of a laundromat, took place in broad daylight, and Flick's purchase two days earlier of two knives were all caught on surveillance video. Great. <laughs> little little old grandpa just fucking... What does he have to lose? Oh, exactly. Throw him back in for another five years, well, he's going to die in two and a half? Well, plus you got to think, too. You look at... I, I'm, a, I'm definitely a firm believer in... I, I don't think prison needs to be reformed because I think there's people in America that just need to be fucking locked up and then we throw away the key and we call it a day. Yeah. Definitely. But I also think a prison, and this is going to sound weird, but let me explain it. A prison is a lot like a zoo. Mm -hmm. If you take a fucking lion out of the wild in Africa and put it in a zoo, eventually it's going to act like a lion in a zoo you know, domesticated. it's, it's going to lay there on the grass and it's going to eat the the rabbits you throw in there to feed it and what have you. Mm -hmm. But if you set foot in that cage, it's still a fucking lion from Africa. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's like that. Uh, what's the gorilla that got shot? Was it in Cincinnati? Rambi? Rambi? Harambe or something like that? Something like I that. I can't remember. Yeah. But basically it was like this just big old Tarzan looking gorilla. Yeah. And a little kid falls into the exhibit, and this gorilla does what gorillas do. He was going to eat that kid. Oh, he was going to eat. He was going to tear him apart and eat uh -huh. him for dinner. Yep. And I think they ended up just having to shoot him. Yep. They did. To, to save the kid. Yeah. And it was a big social media thing. Yeah. But it's it's the same. Like you put somebody in prison, and coming from a guy that used to work in a county jail where people would do, depending on court proceedings, I've seen people do up to like multiple years on big murder cases and versus multiple like drug stints, which is like two to six weeks at a time. Right. When you're in jail, it's really easy to behave yourself. Oh, yeah. Because, exactly. Well, really, like if you're a drug user, you go to jail and then you're like, oh, I've been clean for eight weeks because I've been in jail for eight weeks. Like, well, you didn't have a choice. Yeah, no shit. You know, unless case. somebody was sneaking it up the old uh, poop shoot, mm -hmm. you know, you don't, you're not doing drugs in jail. Yeah. But you get out and your buddy walks up to you with the old crack pipe. Hey, let's celebrate, buddy. Oh, son of a bitch. Welcome home. It's the same thing with, with killers. Like you were saying, he probably spent 25 years in prison, probably relived it through his head, and whether there was some sick thing in his head that thought, well, I want to do that again. So then they let him out because he's not a threat. Right. And this this poor woman, however old she was, you know, she paid the price for it. Exactly. And you know, and what sucks is, is that's just going to come back to the guy. Yeah, He's ultimately in charge of his actions, as all humans are. Mm -hmm. Nothing will happen to that judge. He might be ridiculed publicly. Someone might say something. I don't about know, but the article not. didn't even name him. So there you go. He's not. Nothing's going to happen to him. He's not going to get. You know, he's not going to get taken out of the court. Not going to be allowed to be a judge anymore. He's. Oh no. Nope. It was. And when it came down to it, is that guy? He, like you said, he should have been locked away. Had the keys thrown. Mm -hmm. Forget right, about him. No, he should have been done. Yep. That should have been a wrap. But I know you were doing some Googling over there, looking up some good old stories. Why don't you give us one there, Josh? Or well, inform me of the current events of this great country we all live in and call home. So, 
so this is kind of more of a little bit of a I mean it's a good it it's a little bit of a current event and it's also kind of a chuckle for me in a way oh man and just oblige me on my sense of twisted humor but the US oh, Department of Transportation permanently bans commercial drivers convicted of human trafficking well no shit Sherlock they were allowing drivers convicted of human trafficking to continue to drive truck like okay is that not common sense or what I didn't even, I figured that would be like a like you can't be diabetic and drive a semi truck. I thought I figured uh, if you were transporting humans, if you, if you pedal in humans, they wouldn't give you a fifty-three foot fucking trailer to put about two hundred up in. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's like, uh, you can't do, duh. So yeah, July second, that finally got passed through. So something that someone should have been in effect for a long time. It should be, you know, <laughs> just like any anything else that gets passed in this country. It common sense, not, not so common anymore. I don't know. It's kind of like is it kind of like the uh all the warning labels we have nowadays? Oh yeah, like on the McDonald's cups, coffee cups, well any coffee cup now that you get hot hot beverage yeah. in, it says caution, hot. Like it's sad that people actually businesses have to do that these days because we live in a sue happy world oh, where yeah. Oh, absolutely. Freaking everybody's looking for a quick dollar. Oh yeah. But Betty no brains. It's almost kind of fun for hand me. on a hot coffee cup. It's almost kind of fun for me because you look at the warning labels on some stuff out there, uh-huh. and you honestly think, like, what kind of an idiot actually tried that to make it a warning label? Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I want to know the backstory. Mm-hmm. They they say that the they say the OSHA standards handbook was written in blood because for OSHA to write a standard, someone did something stupid, mm-hmm. so then they had to write. A standard on it why we don't do things this way yeah did you know you're not allowed to stand on a forklift while it's fully extended upward and put stuff on a shelf i don't know why that's a thing i don't know either but apparently without proper safety harnesses <laughs> in a certain downtown area close to us i'm not going to name towns or anything but a what was it it was a front end loader was wheeling I don't know the exact piece of equipment. It was a heavy-ass piece of equipment across the construction area because they're redoing the light section at the bottom of oh, this yeah. said town. And off the front of his hanging, it's probably like a thousand-pound chunk of steel and wheels and stuff. And it's just swinging by one chain, back and forth, just swinging. I'm like, how about, how about, huh? Yeah. And you may say OSHA violation. <laughs> yeah. It was. I was like, oh my god, how are they getting away with that right now? Yeah. It was. It was pretty comical. Right in the middle of you broad daylight. Admit, I mean, I don't know. How does OSHA even... Do they have, like, auditors mm-hmm. that are supposed to go around to, like, job sites and oh shit yeah, like that? Yep. Do you think OSHA auditors are as hated as IRS auditors? I think... In, are they, like, on the same level? I, Especially if you're the company, business owner, whatever. I think it's, like, your version of the IRS and taxes for people. Yeah. I... Yeah. Probably. Well, then it turns into, like... You look at, like, the cop that's been doing the job for 35 years and, like, the young sergeant comes in and talks about how they do things nowadays and, you know, you get the old, well, back in the day we did this. Well, back, who gives a shit about this? This is kind of an off story. You, I know you're not a big football guy. You obviously claim you're Vikings, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you you know the name Brett Favre, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. So there's I don't know what team he plays for, but I know the name. Well, he I think he retired four times and blah, 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 and all this bullshit. Oh, gotcha. But growing up. Before I got actually paying attention to football, Brett Favre was like my favorite football player. Uh-huh. 
you know, I just liked watching the guy play because, in my opinion, he played like a kid in the backyard. Yeah. Like he just didn't give a shit. He would just throw the ball all over the damn place and, yeah. and make make stuff happen. Mm-hmm. But he, I saw a, he gave a speech somewhere and told this funny story that he was like his second or third year with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And he never knew what a nickel defense was. Yeah. And he's so he's sitting there in these meetings and he's like the starter. He's gone to Pro Bowls, been All Star, all this accolades and stuff. Right. And he doesn't know what a what a simple nickel defense is. And if you don't know, I'll tell you. Yeah, so he tell me. so he's sitting in the. <laughs> but this is how the story goes. So he's sitting in the meeting one day and he has to ask his backup, and he's nervous because he's like, "I'm the starter. Like I should know this shit." So he pulls his backup aside and he says, "I got I got to ask you a question, man. Like what's an, what the hell's a nickel defense?" And his backup looks at him and he's like, "Are, are you serious?" <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. He's like, well, an, a nickel defense is when they take a linebacker out and they bring in another defensive back. Uh-huh. And he says, oh, that's it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But that's kind of what I love about it. He's some probably elaborate formation or something and you do something tricky. Yeah, he probably thought it was just some big thing that he never knew what it was. Yeah. And it just, but huh. even then, it's just like he doesn't care about how many guys are defensive backs and linebackers he's just gonna throw just the there to play ball and have he's fun he's just gonna basically play it like a kid in the backyard oh heck yeah those are the best ball players the one who just love the game they could care less if they're getting a paycheck for it they're just doing what they love oh i bet the paycheck's awful nice though oh god but then you, you look back yes. in the old days and it's like five thousand dollars a year to play professional baseball and you're still working a hardware store in the off season because right. it doesn't pay enough Frick, still that no. those were the days where it's like MLB still doesn't pay enough, in my opinion. Dude, did you see the Mike Trout contract? No, I did not. Holy Santa Claus shit, my friend. Uh? I think Mike Trout signed like a 12 or 13-year, like $250 million deal. Okay, never mind. I take my statement back. I mean, granted, that's that's like the 1% of the 1%. But still. And like the best player in the game. But In baseball, yeah, it's it's hard on your body. You 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 got your risks with the game, of course. But of course, not where with football where you're getting the shit beat out of you. You can play baseball for twelve or thirteen years. Well, you can play baseball for twenty if you can keep the yeah. The if game. you're not a pitcher, yeah. Look at those pitchers have the worst. Get the Tommy John surgery or some shit mm-hmm. every five years because your elbows keep blowing out. Yeah, I guess. No shit. But yeah. it's always it's just interesting to watch, especially the money some of these guys make compared to. Well, do you see the? Uh, that's another current event. Do you see the lawsuit? With the United States women's soccer team? I did, yeah. That was interesting as shit. It, and after you brought it up to me, because we were talking about it one day, it makes complete sense. I am I am completely 100% agreeing on what what they're going for. Their cause is on point because, and I'm not one who screams and preaches equality. There needs to be, you know, it, men and women alike. They can, we can all do things that the other can't, and some of us can do the same things that the other can just as good, if not better. You get oh. what I'm going with. Yeah, exactly. I get you. But when you have guys playing one sport and you have girls playing the same sport, you would expect that everything's the same. Well, especially you say when the, they, the boy, the men's team was getting private jets. Well, the men's team also suck ass. Yeah, well, like, they haven't won anything since Vietnam. They'll figure they're not good enough to put a ball in the air. They have to kick it around on the ground. So. Yeah, exactly. But then you look at the women's team in comparison, and they've won, like, my ratio is going to be off, but it's going to be like three of the last four World Cups. Okay, yeah. And then, yeah, you look at that, and it's like the men's team would fly private, 
the woman's team would have to fly commercial and all the teammates would have to take like separate routes with like a bunch of layovers and like they were getting paid. I think the women were making like 3000 a game oh, and the men were making like 75,000 a game or a hundred thousand a game, something wow, completely ridiculous. That's dog shit. So it's literally like being on the same team as a shitty player, but he gets paid treated like gold and paid 10 times more than you make yeah it's like everybody gets a ribbon kind of thing pretty much yeah little participation trophy yeah 2019 everybody's a winner mm-hmm. a little pause there saying goodbye to the family they're hanging out here on the back deck with us all right so yeah lot, lots of little things going on in the world whether you've heard about those things or not you know it's Current events hasn't been something I've always kept up on. I've just kind of, you know, lived in my own little bubbles at not not quite to that extreme, but living in the valley and, you know, what goes on in my area is really what I care about. And, you know, being 26 years old, I feel like there's times I, I should care a little bit more about really what's going on in the U.S. That bug almost gets you. Almost, yeah. Yeah. That's the... That's the price you pay when you record a podcast on a back porch. I thought you were gonna go take off running and scream. I, I, I didn't know what the hell it was. It yeah. just came flying at my face. And I just take that, just take that cigar and just burn that bad boy. Yeah, that looks great. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but back on track. Sorry, we're gonna get a little sidetracked every now and then, just like when the air conditioner kicks on. Right. Shouldn't be any. It's a nice. It's a nice cool night tonight. I'm going off with the it weather is. again, but it it's is beautiful. No weather, Josh. <laughs> Rule number two. It is. It is a beautiful evening. This is a good one. We hope y'all are having a good time. Oh heck yeah, we are. And all, for those of you who are out on the road, whether you're you know chasing fires, which it is the season right now, or you're Ooh, it is you're jockeying a car, or you're sitting there waiting for the next shit sandwich of a medical call. You guys all stay safe out there and take care of each other, protect each other, love each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But now getting back on the back on the happy horses, I like to call it. Here's another one. That I want to throw at you because I thought you would just love this. Oh, lay it out. So the simple headline is a man steals a car with kids inside uh-huh. and is fatally beaten by a mob. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So this that was mob actu- is my new hero. Right? This was actually in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Authorities say a man who stole a car with three young children inside fatally beaten by the children's father and multiple other men. Oh, that is oh, all I can say right now is God bless them. The people oh, who beat know, the right? shit and killed him. Capital punishment needs to be a thing. He got what was coming to him, and what would he what would he have gotten? He could have pleaded insanity in a court. I'm going on off on tangent. He could have pleaded insanity in a court, or he might have got you know at a max five years or something. Oh God, dude. Whatever. Even then, and I mean, it obviously depends. There are certain courts out there that like will throw the book at you for. I know people. Granted. I give California a lot of shit, but there's also some stuff. Uh, there's people in California that are doing 20 years in prison for conspiracy to commit certain crimes. Oh, perfect. Whether it's like robbery or murder, but if they found that they had a legitimate plan to either like kill somebody or commit an armed robbery or something, right. they'll pretty much charge them like they did it. Oh, great. Yeah. Which I'd, I'd almost rather have that because then nobody nobody's getting hurt. No. But if you if they can prove in court, obviously beyond a reason beyond a reasonable doubt and all that fancy court jive, yep, then there you go. You might as well have already done it exactly because they're going to treat you like you did. Yeah. Or my 
worst one I hate, and I'm not going to get too far into the old rabbit hole, but the uh, the drunk driver, I've seen one too many of these. The drunk driver who kills somebody else oh, because yeah. of their actions. I think I personally have seen, I don't know, three or four cases, and mm-hmm. all of which they did a very small amount of prison time. Yeah. It's if if six months to a year actual prison time. Now granted they had jail time in between then and then. But, but still. still it's like you killed somebody. Yeah. Like whether you were and especially if you're drunk, if you get drunk, make the decision to get behind the wheel of a car, crash into somebody and end their life because of your bad decision, I don't see how that's not it should be Yeah. Treated the same as just a murder have have fun in the people zoo yeah this is probably why i'm not allowed to be a judge that and i'm not very smart (laughs) Uh, after seeing some of the judges and the decisions they make these days i don't feel like they're that smart either no like let uh, letting a 77 year old man out of prison because he's not a threat i don't know if anybody knows it no more doesn't take a lot of strength and gumption to thrust a knife through flesh no probably not it's uh, any of you out there who have skinned a deer or gutted one, and you know how easy it is just to slide a blade in there and slice through. Uh, you know, uh, an eighty-year-old man is very w- capable of stabbing someone to death. Oh yeah, more than obviously, as shown <laughs> in previous events. But we're gonna get. Let's keep it rolling. This is a big current event that I wanted to talk about, and this tangent will probably go off for a while, and hopefully, it perks some ears up out there. The Area 51 raid. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, if, I just want to find E.T. That's all I care about. Dude, I want to steal a spaceship. Oh, yeah, screw that shit. What oh, if yeah. the Millennium Falcon's in there? I bet it's based on a real thing. It could it's be. on the internet. They can't put anything George on George Lucas, you know, he was onto something there. Yeah, they can't put anything on the internet that's not true. Exactly. But then again, we're on the internet, and I'm pretty full of shit, according to special women in my a special <laughs> woman in my life. She's oh, pretty yeah. sure I'm a damn bullshitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you've heard what Amanda says. Oh, yeah. It's, it's colorful. Mm-hmm. Which we'd be in so much trouble if we said that, but, you know. All right. You never know. Exactly. But the Area 51 raid is a... I think it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I really hope... That they actually do it. Oh, God. Now, granted, I hope... Oh, my God. If they do <laughs> raid it, I hope nobody gets hurt. But also, it's kind of... If you do it's it, kinda it's your nature, own damn fault. It's kind of nature's course. Like, yeah. they, they do enough putting signs it's up. It's like a self-purge. Well, a little bit, yeah. But I think... we Well, we were doing some research before we hit the old record button. And I think the actual Facebook page for the 51 raid is like 1.3 million people. Oh, good Lord. Which I doubt, you know... You like it on Facebook, but that doesn't mean you're actually going to show up the day they decide to, to do the damn thing. Oh, definitely. But at the same time, you know, say, let's say a million people out of that don't show up. Yeah. You're still looking at 300,000. That's a lot. That's a lot of damn people. That's a lot of people, man. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't know, the, what's the population of the state of Idaho? Oh, uh, now nah, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> well, no, it's got to be over a mil. No, I don't think I don't so. Know. They got down south, it might be. I'm going to put the little brother on this one who's sitting here hanging out with us on another back porch I podcast. Know. Let's do some Googling over there. Do a little Google there, Broski, on the population of Idaho. But you look at... But anyway, and then the, the Air Force, the United States Air Force comes out and says they're prepared to stop a million people 
from raiding Area 51. Oh, I believe it. And when they say stop, I highly doubt they mean just stand there with their stop sign up and be like, no, you can't come in here. We have enough tasers to tase all of you. I I think they're talking about, yeah, I think they're talking about old freedom seeds just kind of getting through there. Did we get the population? The population of Idaho is 1.754 million. See, I told you it was over a mil. It's almost two. That's actually surprising to me. But there's another thing, too, that actually, no, I'm going to stay on the 51 raid. No squirrel moments today. Good luck there, bud. Yeah, I know. So I, I got to say, on the, on the whole Area 51 thing, I just found I just found something awesome. Bud Light announced one day ago oh, that shit. they are offering a free beer to any alien that escapes Area 51. Bud oh, Light wants amazing. to become the first intergalactic beer. Okay, that's a bad way to start our intergalactic relations <laughs> when it comes to beer. Oh, God, here. Have a shitty beer. I, sorry for new you Bud might, Light lovers you know out what? there. Oh. If you're going to do that, you might as well be like, here's your complimentary bottle of Aquafina. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's kind of the same thing. Oh, you're you're going to piss off some alien. But I God. love, the. I think the number one thing that I love from this Area 51 raid is the, the memes that are coming out of it. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Holy crap. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life. Like certain ones are like, oh. Oh, you talk about raiding Area 51 and stealing a spaceship. You can't even drive a fucking manual. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I've never driven a spaceship, obviously, especially an alien one. Oh, I would try to lift <coughs> that thing up, and I'd probably flip it on its back and smash it backwards. I highly doubt it has a steering wheel and a gas pedal, and that's the end of it. It's probably some <laughs> sticky goo you stick your hand in or something. Probably, and if know. you don't have the appropriate alien tentacle, it just chops it off. Right. You're not getting probed. <laughs> now we're going you're, back. You're, now you're we're going back to like 1980s. Oh, good lord! Area you're see, 51 stories. See, th- everybody knows. You know, there's been so many alien movies made. So you know, if aliens are even real, which you know, who knows? Who knows? But Bigfoot. is everybody going to go running towards Area 51 with <laughs> like tinfoil hats and stuff? Armadillo helmets. Yeah, like in the Dukes of Hazard. Right. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. It's going to be, it's definitely, if they do it, but they, if I a, you got to admit, if a large group of people, is Area 51, it's in Nevada, right? Or is it in, uh, it's in Nevada. Yeah, it Nevada? Nevada. Yeah, it's it's in New Mexico. Oh, though. it's New Mexico? Yeah. I thought it was in Nevada. I knew it was near Las We're going to double check. We're going to fact check I have fact no check idea. Or something. Yeah, we got to fact check. See, she's, see, Miranda's right. I am a, I am a bullshit. I would have gone with it. I would have gone with Nevada. But I thought, I don't know. But anyway, if a large group of people show up, a half mile away from Area 51, dressed up like aliens, wearing armadillo helmets, you know news vans are sure to follow. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And I am going to watch every minute of it. I will Definitely. Co- I will take time off work to watch that. Heck, yeah. And you know what? I've got to say, I was wrong. What's it up? is Area 51, location, Lincoln County, Nevada. <gasps> I'm not full of shit, people. Little brother was the one it's who was correcting de- us over here. Now he's over there. His fingers are flying. He's like, yeah. "No, you got to be wrong. You got to be. Got to look it on a map. It's not on a map. It's blacked out. It's Area 51. <laughs> you can't know where it is. It doesn't exist. How did this whole thing start? That someone saw someone in their mom's basement started a Facebook page. <laughs> they. It was that someone zoomed in on Google Map and saw an abandoned a road that led to an abandoned shack or something in Area 51. Really? Yeah. That's well. That's how the actual raid started. You know, that's all that whole Area Fifty One. Like, we need to go see what's at Area Fifty One. I think that's kind of how the whole thing started. 
an abandoned road to a shack. You you keep going, bro. I'm gonna do a little. How did hmm. this st- thing start? Well, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. I I want to say it's just a guy in a in his mom's basement oh, that guaranteed. decided to get famous or something, and now everybody cares about the raid, but nobody gives a shit about who he is. Nope. But but he's all excited and stroking his ego. Oh yeah, to himself, I'm sure he's the next Superman. Oh heck yeah. You know you never know. But well, Josh is googling this. I think I'm gonna give a little update. I'm I'm pretty through this this nub. Connecticut Seaguar here, and it is, it's fantastic. It is a smooth, it is a nice smooth smoke. So if you do want to get you one, you know I'm sure your local cigar shop, if it's got a nice little walk-in humidor or something, they probably carry nub or, like we always do, because we just love them. Nobody, they don't pay us to say anything because nobody pays us to say anything. But check out that cigarsdaily.com. Oh, you read my mind. I was gonna say they've oh, got man. cigars daily has got a pretty decent nub selection and also. Another thing, I don't know if I've said it before, Cigars Daily does not sell anything that they have not smoked. Tim, mm-hmm. the guy who does all the reviews. That's a lot of smoking. He will personally, he probably, ha- I would say he has a review on almost every kind of cigar. Damn near. Or almost every cigar they do sell on his website. So YouTube it. If you're curious on something you find on there, YouTube it. He's probably got a review on smoking it. But Well, half of the cigars that I've looked at on their website... When you click on it and actually go to, like, the page where it says, how many do you want? This is how much they cost, blah, blah, blah. If you just scroll down, he's got the YouTube video to that cigar oh, yeah. linked on the page. Cool. I didn't so know that. So it's fantastic. But back idea. to the old Area 51 raid. How was the how was the Google search over there, Josh? It's actually a little di- – so I'm going on to Time News right now. The guy who started Area 51 Facebook group has spoken and think – Thinks things have gotten a little out of hand. Yeah, no shit. What? Well, what did he? I thought that's what he wanted, though. Yeah, that 1.3 million followers and people actually going with it. Yeah, I think you might have taken it a little far. I, I don't know. Maybe that wasn't. Maybe it was just started as a joke. So a couple yeah. guys got high in a basement Lots and of said, mushrooms. "Hey, buddy, <laughs> let's I put this up." I got an idea. And uh-huh. then 1.3 million followers later, and Bud Light's wanting to be the first intergalactic beer. You got the area 51. Uh, I don't know about that. Let's, uh, he has a name, and since it's public information, I'm going to throw it out there. It's public info. Marty Roberts of California, the person who says he's California. Be- Go uh, why figure. Why did I know? The person who says he's behind the meme finally gave an interview with a certain TV station on Wednesday. Not only is he afraid of the FBI, but he thinks things got a little spooky ever since his joke became such an internet-swallowing sensation. Oh, so he admits it was a joke at first. Do you know there's actual a date set up for this? I think there is. September 20th. September 20th. All right. Well, I'll make sure oh, that. Man. We're I'm taking that day off. Heck yeah. And I'm sure just like, oh, what was the last big? 20, 12, 12, 12, that whole end of the world thing or what was supposed to happen. Oh. Yeah, the 2012 apocalypse. Like, for God's sake, they even made a movie about it. And then, sure enough, 2012 came, 2012 went, and we're all still here. Slight update. Uh-oh. 1.3 million is an understatement. 3.2 million going or interested. 3.2 million? Storm Area 51. They can't stop us all. Stop all of us. Do you know what a minigun is? Oh, God. <laughs> Man. I, d- I mean, I know one of them's not going to stop 3 million. Could you I'm imagine? Sure. You know, and I'm not... I'm not... I'm not putting it out there that I lo- would love to mow down some people, but could you imagine the guy sitting behind that minigun with a wall of people? Oh, God. I Especially, mean, well... Can you say hamburger? I would almost feel bad 
if you're that soldier, like on the 50 cal on a Humvee or a minigun or whatever the hell they give you, or a helicopter or something, right? And they tell you, okay, here they come. If they cross said line, start shooting. Right. Yeah. Like that's a an or an order's an order, and the say say which is not going to happen. Three point two million people. These three point two million people decided to go and do this. These are mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters. These are simple. Hard-working Americans, eh, well, mm-hmm. some of them. I feel Maybe. like if 3.2 million people go, they probably don't have jobs. Um, anyhow, it's like, are these people, if they did, are you really that dumb enough to go and risk your life for something dumb? I'm sorry. It's, eh, I'd like to know what's in Area 51. It, it's probably a box of, like, old wooden dildos. But still... <laughs> I George mean, Washington's real teeth. <laughs> yes. Something like that. Yeah. But it even then, it kind of turns into, I can't remember, I think it was back in the 90s, and it was a big, I want to say it was, who the hell was it? Not Al Capone. Maybe it was. They did a TV special, because uh-huh. they found like Al Capone's secret vault. I've got no clue where it is. I'm not even 100% sure it was even Al Capone. But they built up all this hype about, oh, on this day we're going to do a live television broadcast and we're going to open Al Capone's vault and what's in it. Is it dead bodies? Is it guns? Is it stacks and stacks of money? So they do all this build. I think there was some odd, like they beat the Super Bowl that year, how many people watched this live broadcast. Okay. They opened it and there was nothing in there. Oh, God. Wherever Al Capone is, you know, whatever religion you believe in, he is laughing his ass off. Oh, well, even then. But then it kind of looks at... If it was even him, but uh, still. Like some of the stuff that I've seen, like if you're going to raid Area 51, it's probably best not to announce the day you're going to do it. Because even if they believe yeah. that you might get in, they're going to move all the important shit somewhere else. September 20th is, let's see, we're July... We're July 20th right now. Yeah. So we're three months? Two months? Two months away. Two months away, exactly. Two months. Yeah. That is a lot of time for today's technology and today's government to move a lot of shit, even if it is the Millennium Falcon. Well, even then, it could already be gone. Ah. Like, yeah, Area 51 has a lot. Of, and I'm not, they probably do have some top secret. Like, they're trying out new planes and they're trying out, you know, some fancy gizmos and gadgets. I, and I, I'll bet you Captain America's there. <gasps> you think? He's got him a 6 oh, armed wife. Oh, shit, I might have to like that Facebook page. Six armed wife. That's what's keeping uh, him happy. I need to fly to. I need to fly to Nevada. Oh uh, yeah, buddy. Shit. I'll but go with you, especially if Widow's there. Black but Widow. for God's oh yeah. <laughs> the whole okay, the, sorry. The whole real Avengers crew is yeah. probably held captive there. You probably. never know. But they're gonna move the stuff. Yeah. They're not gonna, or they're just gonna. I mean, I've heard there's like, I don't. I've never been there, obviously. But they've got like the signs that say like, if you leave, go past this sign. Like, you're fair game. Yep, like exactly. You're going to get shot. You're yep. going to get put down. There was a video of some guys riding, uh, was it bicycles or dirt bikes? Uh, they dirt had the bikes. Go- yep. Well, I think we watched that together that night. I think we did. Yep. And a military vehicle with a couple, <laughs> I want to say their army guys, jumped out. Weapons, they Weapons were, hot. Yep. They were pointing them at them and asking them pretty much, what the hell are you doing? H-E double fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Get Turn the... Hail back around, get the fuck out of here. And they did. They were they did the smart thing because they would have tried to go past him and they would have, you know, they would have just got felt shot. some freedom and justice. Yeah, well, you'd think. But at the same time, now I'm I'm a very patriotic American. I feel like, 
But I don't feel like, and I know the, um, the government's done some dumb shit. Let's just call a spade a spade. But are they really going to put all this legitimate effort into keeping people out of Area 51 if there's nothing? I mean, granted, military bases are secure no matter what. Right. But I think Area 51 is probably the one that everybody has this whole buildup about, like, oh, my God, like, they'll snipe you from a mile away, blah, blah, blah. But do you really think they're going to put all this effort into keeping people out on a daily basis if there's not some real deal, either alien or top secret mumbo jumbo shit? Oh, no, I agree completely because the government, they're they're not about to waste millions, probably billions of dollars on something that is not even real. Not mm-hmm. big, like you were saying. No, there, there's something in there and... Well, whether you believe in aliens or not, they, like you were saying there, yeah, there's there there's there's something there that they're protecting. Shit, maybe it's Noah's Ark. <sighs> you never know. Yeah, you never be, know. Might be some biblical shit. Uh, you know, I don't know. Geographically, I don't know if that's correct. Anyways, <laughs> rabbit. We'll figure it out. Squirrel, squirrel. But yeah, it. But even the, that, there's something there, and yes, you're like you're right. You're right. They are willing to protect it. And I'm Obviously sorry, when it comes to the to kill people. when it comes to the government, they don't have rules. Not at the end of the day. Yep. Especially with something really serious like that. Mm-hmm. But even then, it comes back to kind of making the the point. I feel like I'm I'm beating the dead horse here, but it's a obviously a pretty big current event going on right now. Right. Um. Do you think if they didn't have some serious shit going down behind them fences and them? Do not enter signs and yeah. all them high class firepower. Right. Would they really put out a press? I don't even know if it was a real press release or not. That's just like I said, just skimming the internet. Uh huh. But would they really put it out there that they were prepared to stop a million people? I. If it wasn't think that's some p- pretty. I mean, if it wasn't some pretty serious shit, that could be an exaggerated number. You know, it could be just a little bit of a scare tactic. But at the same time. You think about today's weapons and technology mm-hmm. and the firepower that they're able to... Oh, dude. M- maybe they're prepared to drop a nuke on them. I don't know. Fuck, I hope not. That would be ugly. That would be pretty freaking bad. But even then, I but think if you look at... You know, okay. Yeah, they're going to put out a press release that says, we'll stop a million people if you try to enter uh, Area 51. But you look at the minigun, which is the M134 minigun... Is a 7.62 by 51 millimeter NATO, six barrels, rotating machine gun, blah, 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 blah. Fires two to 6,000 rounds per minute. That's a lot of ammo. Now, granted, there's only, one, there's only one minigun, not in existence, obviously, but that is available for general civilians to use. And it's in Las Vegas at some big firing range that I wanted to go to, you but I didn't. You could have shot it. I, sh- I could have, but, dude, well, you look at... 2,000 to 6,000 rounds a minute, and I would have had to pay 250 bucks to get 100 rounds. <laughs> Literally, here's Blink. the minigun experience. Yep. That'd be about it. Yeah. 250 bucks down the toilet. There's yeah. Vegas for you. Yeah. But 2,000 to 6,000 a minute. So you put, there's obviously more miniguns in circulation in the U.S. military. You put 10 soldiers in a line all holding miniguns. That's, that's a lot of. 
That's a lot of lead that's flying. T- that's 20,000 rounds a minute on the low end, mm-hmm. 60,000 on the high end. And just freaking mowing. And just mowing. Yeah. It's not going to be a good day, but you know what? I just I just had to do a little meme search on this Area 51 stuff because, like you're saying, <laughs> it cracks me up. It's good stuff. You know, I think they might have – I think the people raiding Area 51 might just have a chance. You want to know why? Oh, Chuck shit. Norris has a selfie on Google right now that says Area 51, here I come. It's They're over. fucked. It's over. It's we're gonna. Over. We're, we might just hear about what's in Area 51 after all. Oh my god! You know what? For those 3.2 million, just let Chuck handle it. Yeah, he's got just it. Stay at home. <laughs> let's just. Let's just. We're gonna re up Walker Texas Ranger. Uh huh. Area 51 special. Yep. Area 51 and Ranger. We're gonna. We're gonna find out what's in Area 51, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I saw another <laughs> one, and it. It was a classic, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he's got a. Whether these are. <laughs> Whether these are fake or not, it's still funny. Mm-hmm. It shows a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger with a selfie and a clip that says, Area 51, prepared to be terminated. I can't do a good Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. That's all right. But I have to you chuckle can, at that a bit, too. Can. But I think that even, I don't know if Arnold concerns me as much as old Chuck. Because uh, Arnold does not look like Arnold no. anymore. He is, granted, he's still Arnold. But... He's not 1970s straight juice bodybuilder. Yeah. So many steroids it'll make your eyes grow biceps. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yeah, he's 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 got he's gotten up there in years. Yeah, he's getting up there in years, pounds, waist size. He's getting up there. Right. But Chuck Norris, man. That guy. Well, shit. The TV was so scared of him, it made him look bigger than he is in real life. Oh, dude. Kids look under their bed for the boogeyman. The boogeyman looks under his bed for Chuck Norris. Oh, buddy. It's it's a thing. I feel like we're going to start rolling with a bunch of Chuck Norris jokes right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get off that crazy train right now. But I think uh, it's, it's it's just going to be interesting to watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. It really is. But hey, no, they'll probably let us down June 20th, or September 20th. We'll come and go. Nothing will happen. Yeah. Or 500 people will show up. Yeah. With, with their, their picket signs. Probably picket signs and some blankets to rescue some aliens with their their megaphone. Come to us. We will save you and give you warm houses. Free the Darth Lord. Has anybody seen Alien and Predator movies? Oh, dude. It's all fun and games till they let the Predator loose. Oh, God. Or the alien lays a freaking egg in your mouth and it pops out of your stomach. Do you, do you want to go and rescue aliens? I, wanna, I want no. you to... No. <laughs> I'm fine with being by myself. No aliens. Yeah. I, I don't even want to have a pet chimpanzee because they will fuck you they up. They throw their own shit at you. Oh, dude, have you seen the people that try to keep chimpanzees as pets? I feel like they get, like, eaten alive oh, or shit I'm bit. pretty sure 100% of them end up dying. Oh, I believe because it. Because those they're, things they're eventually... Well, they've actually done studies. The brain, obviously, you know, there's all that research out there that says how much we're like monkeys and all that stuff like that. Yeah. But there's stuff out there that says, like, okay, say you're a zookeeper. Yeah. Okay, you work at the Phoenix, Arizona Zoo, with, and you work in the chimpanzee exhibit. Right. Okay. These chimps, like, say one chimp, his birthday comes up, and you just happen to know what it is. So you bring him a cake, and the chimp, like, tears it up and eats the shit out of it and right. stuff like that. Well, then the other chimps see that, and obviously they don't give two shits about birthdays. Yeah. But all they see is you give one monkey a cake and you didn't give them a cake. <laughs> There's they've seen, I don't know how they've done studies about this, but they've shown that the other monkeys will want to fuck you up because you gave Albert the cake and you didn't share the love with the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And they that are, is hilarious. They're solid muscle. 
Like, there's no damn... If, oh, a, if a chimpanzee wants to tear you apart, he's going to tear you apart. Oh, yeah. There's no... Those teeth? Oh, God. Oh, God. They will rip you in half. Oh, good Lord. It is a real thing. It, I agree. It truly is. But oh, man. I think it's time to get into some hero talk. What do you think, brother? Oh, you know what? Let's get in. reading my mind there. Let's Look. get into some hero talk, and it's your turn, my friend. It is my turn, and it was a little bit of the on-the-spot kind of, what are we going to talk about this evening? And I came across a story about a woman in World oh. War Two. Oh. Yeah. You know, men aren't the only ones who do some heroic shit. Oh, there's some badass women out there. Oh, God. Not only today, but in the past. And this is a pretty damn good story of an American woman who did some cool shit. She's Tell probably me she's l- she's probably more badass than 95% of the men these days. Guaranteed. I haven't even heard the story yet. Guaranteed. So, her name, Nancy Wake. Her nickname was White Mouse for her Kay. which she was named for her ability to elude capture. She was a spy. Was it CIA? What are we talking about? So I don't know. We're going to dive in the story a little bit here, and I don't think it really gets into exactly who she worked for. For but That's confidential. Yeah. yeah it's like top she, now re- she now resides at Area 51. This could be the widow's actual story. You never know. She resides at Area 51. She does. For a time, Germany considered her the most wanted woman in the country. Nancy Wake. Oh, shit. The wife of a wealthy Frenchman was the most decorated woman of the Allied forces. Okay, I take it back. She, I was mistaken. She's not American. She's she was, French. She was French. Allied Go forces. French. Yeah. And it, looking at her picture, uh, okay, which was it. which was taken at the time she was serving, mm-hmm. beautiful woman. Oh yeah. Just completely is a black and white photo. Obviously, there's no makeup, nothing. I mean, just. Just a very, very pretty woman. You look at her probably on the street, you wouldn't expect her to be a badass. She'll kill you with her pinky. I'll I'll get into that whole killing shit here in a second. Oh, damn. The most decorated woman of the Allied forces. During the early days in the resistance, she spent her time smuggling men out of France and transporting falsified documents and contraband supplies. While at one point captured, so she actually did get captured, and interrogated for several days, she never once gave up any secrets. Can you, and I'm not saying I know what they did, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of nasty shit they do in torture. Could you imagine I'm the nasty shit they would not I'm only do to trying to pull a plugs, but especially Germans in World War II. And doing it to a woman. Mm. They, I don't even want to think about it. Just, she probably went through some shit that we couldn't even imagine. Oh, fuck. But she escaped. She escaped. <coughs> mm-hmm. In 1943, to Britain, she joined the Special Operations Executive as an agent of the British Intelligence. After being trained in skydiving and weapons. I'm telling you, I think this is the widow's backstory. I think this is like John Rambo's story and Sylvester Stallone just kind of took it over. Probably, yeah. He had to get it from somewhere. So she's dropped back into France. Mm-hmm. Back into the shithole. As an official British spy. Which, what does that say about her being captured and tortured for how many days and then she goes back? Right. This chick's a badass. Right? Oh, yeah. She's already in the badass book. Oh, easy. So she would go on to lead 7,000 guerrilla troops, blowing up Nazi buildings and sabotaging vehicles and supplies. She once killed an SS sentry with her bare hands. Bare 
hands. <laughs> I don't uh, care who you are, man or woman. Uh, Killing someone with your bare hands is hard enough if you're a big, strong dude like you over there, buddy. I, I think Chuck but Norris now checks under his bed for Nancy Wake. I think he just might. Or, you know what? He got smart and married her. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. That's Chuck Norris isn't scared of anything. Uh, Nancy Wake would beg to defer. I don't know. Well, they being married. Or we're just going to leave that alone. Anyways. That, yeah. <laughs> so, not losing her spunk with age. An 89-year-old Nancy. This is when this, when this article oh, was written. Jesus. 80, she's 89 now. Somebody once asked me, have you ever been afraid? Oh, she's still alive? <laughs> I've never been afraid in my life. That was her reply. And I would believe her. Dude, Nancy Wake yeah. came to a crossroads in her life where she was either going to be an, a, a French badass or a serial killer. Yep. And thank she God she went the way she did. Yeah, <laughs> she became a goddamn hero. She became a goddamn hero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could have been bad news for a lot of people now, if she hadn't. Kind of an odd one, but do they have like? Do they have like how tall? Like, was she a small woman or was she like a? Does they have that by chance? Well, let's let's dive in here. I don't a little know why bit. that's and even I'm a question. I just want to know. I'm trying to picture. This article was written in 2016, so it, it was a few years ago, but still 89. So and that would make her about 90. She's probably still sharp as a freaking brand new knife. Probably still rip your throat out. Probably still kill you with your bare hands. Exactly. Roadhouse. Yeah. So while I'm doing a little bit of searching here, what do, what is that, you know, just looking at that story alone right there, mm-hmm. what does that have to say about, you know, not only equality, but also looking at some of the crap that these generations, the generations these days are pulling like you have a woman a woman going in and doing ultimately you know looking at man's work she's being a badass and she gets tortured and she goes back in for the fight i all these little antifa boys out there oh god you slap them with a water balloon and they're gonna run home to mommy yeah there's nobody tough in anything these days no no and i'm not saying i I don't think we should go out on a limb and say there's nobody tough out there because obviously there's still plenty of people out there that are american badasses or french badasses or whatever country you're from badass exactly but for the majority i think the i don't know if the population of certain people that don't really have much tolerance has gone up or have they just gotten louder Right. Because of like social media and YouTube and I think that has a lot to do with it. The spotlight yeah. drags a lot of Because obviously back crap then the there surface. was no social media or internet, so it was really easy to ignore these folks. Right. And I have a little bit more update here on Nancy Wake. She actually passed away. Oh she rest is now in peace, she is Nancy. now gone. I, I, I guarantee she was welcomed with open arms, whatever. Absolutely. And it was a freaking party up there. But I'm not being able. I'm not able to find how tall she was. You know what? That was classified. It, there you go. Classified like information. Classified information. You know what? She probably didn't actually die. She's probably at Area 51. I bet said. you. I bet you that photo that you showed wasn't even her. That was just some random person. It, it very well could have. Nan- but Nancy Wake's face is classified. Probably is. I mean, that's a badass woman right there. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this was only in during this that a lot of her stuff was only over a three-year period of service. Know, per three years is quite a bit of time, but she did all that shit in a short amount of time. That's, yeah, that's pretty badass. You know, seven thousand men. She moved from, was it Germany to Britain mm-hmm. or France? Mm-hmm. Seven thousand. Yep. 
in three years. Blowing up shit on the way out and killing people with her dead, with her bare hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, dude. Yeah. I would have loved, those are the kind of folks that Modern I would day just. Joan of Arc. I know, right? Those are the kind of folks that I would just love to sit down with. And not even, obviously, they, Nancy Wake, I guarantee you, she gave no shit about podcasts. No. Or any TV or anything like that. But that would be the kind of person you just want to sit down with and, like, have lunch. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Or I just have a cup of coffee and be like, just talk. I just <laughs> just I, please, just talk. Yeah. I can s- that's one thing I've always enjoyed is talking to um, older people. We had a guy down the road. He actually just recently passed away. Um, he actually fought in World War II. Mm-hmm. And just listening to him tell his stories. And he, wouldn't, he didn't really talk about the war much. Just talking about his life. From being a young boy up to when he was a uh, county commissioner mm-hmm. and just the stuff that he'd done and seen. There was actually a local bank here in town that he actually, I didn't know it at, until he mentioned something about it. He drew the logo for it. It was their logo that they used up until the day they closed and got it absorbed by another credit union. There's just little things like that. Like, And I just grew up right next to a gal. I, and in my young mind at the time when I heard that, right, that's freaking awesome. That's cool stuff, and but the things that he did, um, just people—they're now passing on. Mm-hmm. They're awesome to say the least. Whether oh. they fought in wars or not, just how they lived life when it was simple, no technology—you know, TVs were barely a thing when they were our age. Mm-hmm. They've just—I feel like life was cooler almost. It al- it was simpler. It was definitely, oh, definitely simpler. Definitely. It yeah. was, it was one of those things where less distraction just probably allowed you to focus more on what was really important. Oh, definitely. which obviously you don't have a cell phone to sit there and play your games on and do your Facebook. So you have to engage in conversation. Oh, for sure. And even touching on like you said, you know, be having the young mind and not really thinking about what you're doing at the time and things like that brings up. I'll save his story for another episode and another hero talk segment. But this is kind of a when I grew up as a young man, I grew up in the town of St. Mary's, Idaho, okay. which was actually the last residence area of a man named Vernon Baker. Vernon Baker, like I said, I'll save a story for another hero talk because he deserves it. But Vernon was the first African-American man. I believe he served in World War II as well. He's since passed away. He's been buried at, Ar- at Arlington. Awesome. Uh, God rest his soul. First African American male to receive the Congressional Medal of Honor. That's awesome. Okay. Now, obviously, just being from the same town that he resided in as his life ended, right? You know, is is cool enough as it is. But my father, being a police officer in that area of the town we lived in, and knowing the people around, my dad recalls a story that I don't even in my head I don't recall doing it. But my dad has told me the same story several times and that it's happened. Right. And he told me that when I was a young lad in my old T-ball days, just getting into the baseball scene like most young blue-collar American children do, Uh the all-American boy story, dad would tell me about how him and Vernon would sit on Vernon's back porch and talk, and Vernon would put a baseball glove on, and I would go out in the yard, and while him and dad are having a conversation— me and Vernon are playing catch. Okay, that's badass. Oh, yeah. That's I, awesome. And that's 
I can't say I regret it because obviously it wasn't a decision of mine, but that is one event that my father has told me about several times that I really, really wish I remembered. Yeah. Or it's something that I wish I could have done when I was like 16. Yeah, right. You know, but it's like, how many people out there can say, yeah, I played catch with a Medal of Honor winner? Yeah. And you know, the crazy thing is, isn't that he, yeah, he got the Congressional Medal of Honor. Mm -hmm. He could give two shits if he got that or not. Oh, he's no. a damn hero. And well, to like us, that is a that that's a you know someone a congressional medal of honor. You did some you did some badass shit to get that. Oh yeah. Well, even then, it's kind of looking back on like the last uh, episode, the last hero talk that we did on old Master Sergeant Nicholas Oresco. You know, when they go do this heroic stuff that actually ends up getting them the medal, they don't do those things by thinking, oh, I'm gonna go do this and. It's going to look really cool on paper, and I'm going to get a fancy medal and, oh, hell no. you know, do all this, do all this jive. Yeah. You know, I, and you know, one thing we kind of, a lot of you know, the Congressional Medal of Honor recipients, a lot of them didn't make it. They Quite received it. Uh, What's the word? Post. That I just saw the word the other day. I'm going to blank on they it. They passed away. They, they, we'll they were gone. That. They were gone when they were awarded the Medal of Honor. They passed away during the heroic act and that gave them the designation. Yep. And I can tell you, honestly, from and not experienced in the way that they did, but when it comes down to shit hitting the fan, mm-hmm. you don't have the thought in your mind like you were just saying. You don't have the thought in your mind, oh, I'm going to do some cool shit so that everybody loves me and says, oh, hey, look at this guy. No, y- you, you do some, you do what you need to to get take care of your men Mm -hmm. take care of you your family whatever whatever your whatever drives you to continue to live Mm -hmm. you just do it you fight and those men are fighters and warriors that's what they are and i think that almost comes down and i'm not saying i'm nowhere close to i don't deserve a medal for anything especially not something of that high level i'll give you participation oh thanks it is 2019 it is but i think it kind of comes down to you look at the mindset (laughs) not only of (laughs) soldiers uh, but you look at like police officers and first responders and stuff like that. And I think anyone that's done the job enough or long enough will say, we've all had that call or that, that incident where you're looking at the, you're looking at it on your laptop or hearing it over the radio and all the details are coming in and stuff like that. And in the back of your head, you don't want to go. Oh, like there's, yeah. there's some voice in your head that's just like, I don't want to. Like, this is this is bad. This is a no-no. Oh, yeah. But but you still do it. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? And I think it's almost the best way I've described it when I've had those calls, like I said, nowhere near a Medal of Honor or anything like that, just a participation ribbon. <laughs> um, it's almost like, yeah, there's that voice in your head that says, I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. But then there's also the majority of your brain that says, well, I don't have a choice. Yeah. And I don't even know if that, that that might be a little bit harsh on yourself. I don't think I don't think that's what comes to your head or mine. It's this is my job. Someone's got to do the dirty work. Right. I well, think I that's think what it is. And I think I'm. A, that's why I I'm trust you with my. That's why when I was working, because I'm 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 still out on a little bit of a healing leave right now. Sabbatical. Story to come. Sabbatical. He took a sabbatical to work on his pottery. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's dog shit. He's got to work on it. <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. We have a long ways to go. But when I was working, that's why I trust you because I know if if we got a freaking 
the shittiest call and it was real and we get there, I knew that we'd both go in balls deep and we both See, had each exactly. other's back. And, and that's the, I feel the exact same way when we work together and have that, that stuff. And I think I'm exaggerating a little bit. It's a, when I say there's like this big screaming voice that says, don't go, don't do it. There's obviously that, that natural human instinct, which is to either take the path of least resistance or take, walk down the hallway that's not on fire instead of walking down the one that's in fire. Right, exactly. But you also have that mindset of, like you said, this is the job. This is what needs to get done. This is what I promised to do. Exactly. That oath we took. Yeah, I have to do it. Exactly. You know, it's just like looking back on the old Oresco story where Mm -hmm. he took a round in the hip, kept walking, ended up right under a Nazi machine gun nest and, you know, decided to just keep going. There was something in his head that said, obviously, I don't want to do this, but I have to. Oh, definitely. This is either what I was ordered to do. This is my job. If I don't do this, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get killed. Right. And then you'll have to live with the fact that you could have done something about it, but you made the choice not to. And there is plenty of people, no matter the career they're in, where they sat in the corner and they hid when they were in a position to save people and do things. Mm -hmm. And they didn't. And I can guarantee that yeah, they might be thankful in a way that they didn't because they're for sure alive. Mm-hmm. But the guilt that they're living with, the ridicule they're living with, I know oh there's God. situations where people have men, and I can't speak for women, but mm-hmm. men have pussed out. And they've lost their families and you know, wives, everything over it because when it comes down to anything about it, if you can't go and do what you promised society to do or your country to do and you back out and run away, how can you trust someone like that? I don't I think you can. And honestly, know. I mean, this is the first story that popped into my head, and I'm not going to comment on it too much because there's details out there about it, and obviously charges have been filed against this individual. Does this have to do something with the state of Florida and uh, a certain yes, SRO? Yes, sir, yeah, it does. glad we're on the same page. Yeah, we're on the exact same page. It's yep. like we do a show together. Yeah, or something. something like that. It's like we know each other. It's like we know each other. That's almost a prime example of, obviously, that guy was, I don't, th- I think he was like a year and a half away from retirement. Uh-huh. But at the same time, uh, motherfucker, you took, you put your hand on a Bible, you put your other hand in the air, and you promised when the shit hit the fan, you were going to be the one that was going to be there. Exactly. And you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You pushed out, mm-hmm. and people got hurt. Yep. And So it's almost, it's a shitty situation regardless. Obviously, the, oh, definitely. the event that took place is obviously a terrible situation. Right. But then you look at, and this is the way, when I was originally taught in a basic academy when it came to active shooter training. Right. Every every gunshot you hear is a life you could have saved. Right. Yep. Every single one of them. Yep. So it's either you can stand there and do basically what this... Uh, I'm not even gonna. I don't even know his name, and I don't care to learn it because it's not important. Right. Exactly. But you stand outside and you think you have to wait for other people, and while you're doing that, you're hearing life after life after life be taken away from families, from mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters. Exactly. When you could have done something about it. Yep. We give you a vest, we give you a gun, and we, we you teach you how to fucking use them. So that you can stop those things. Exactly. So I honestly, I don't know what the current status is of the court proceedings or the charges, but honestly, I hope he sees prison time. 
I agree. Because in a know, way, the thing is, those cowards who go into schools to public places. I'm not excusing the gunman at all. I oh hope no. he, there's a special place in hell for people like that. Yeah, I agree 100% with you. But the people who go into places such as, like I was saying, schools, theaters, mm-hmm. uh, concerts, and start shooting and just to just just to kill they're not planning to meet opposition no they're they're not and i That's can why tell you firsthand 90 percent of them once they meet opposition they run into a room and they put a bullet in their head exactly that's the exactly end yep and so that's one thing you know we, we went both went to the same academy is no longer are the days of sitting out and waiting for you know la swat to storm in you go in there and you take care of it and it hasn't mm-hmm. really shown over. It hasn't. Ha- we don't have a bunch of stats to prove that that's the way to do it. But I can guarantee that those people are not the the shooter is not planning on meeting opposition. You go in there and you find him. He's gonna probably have a second or two of like, oh shit, uh oh, yeah, and that's when you blow him to kingdom come. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's when you send him right to it's that not special our, it's not fiery our, hole in hell. Exactly. It's not our. Pl- it's it's not our job to judge, but it's it's our job to make the arrangements for that judgment. But it's our job to also protect. Hey, well and you know, make and the I arrangements, buddy. Lay him down six from, feet under. From the time my dad, when I was a child, growing up, getting into this career field, the thing that my dad always told me is, yeah. And you can look at this from a wide spectrum of yeah, we handle a lot of bullshit. Like we handle a lot of. Oh, my neighbor's dog came into my yard and bit my dog, and then my dog's... I had to take my dog to the vet, and blah, blah, blah. Right. I always try to look at those calls that 99% of police officers look at the screen or the radio and say, well, fuck, I don't want to go deal with this bullshit. Right. But I look at it as, what if it was my dog? How would I want this police officer to approach my house, talk about my dog, talk about my options, help me in a way that is genuine, that I believe... This man or woman wants to help me. Exactly. So you look at that. Humanizing the badge. Exactly. But you look at it. Okay, that's how I'm going to treat a dog call. Right. So how are you going to treat an active shooter in a school? Right. When granted, you've got three beautiful little girls. I've got no children to date as of yet. Not for lack of trying. But it all comes back to what if it was like, what if you're at home and all of a sudden, breaking news comes over the TV, yeah. and your child's school, God forbid, knock on wood, has an active shooter in it. How are you going to want those officers, those men or those women, are you going to want that first officer to pull up on scene, stand outside, talk on his radio, and basically bitch out and not do what he swore he was going to do? Right. Or are you going to want to watch that first officer pull up, pop his trunk, grab his rifle, grab his plates, and he's in that door by himself? That's yeah, you're shitting your polyester britches. Yeah, but you're gonna fucking do it. You're going in. Yeah, you're going in. I'm and the best thing, and I could honestly say, and that's another coming back to why I trust you to do it is I know if I get there first and I go in and you get there second, you're gonna catch up. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And I'm gonna do the same fucking I'm, thing. I ain't letting you get a piece of the action without me. <laughs> <laughs> you better share, fucker. Right. <laughs> nope. But in it, not getting too deep darky, but it's very, it's very meaningful. And it honestly, when I saw the original story of that SRO and the, and the surveillance footage, my blood boiled where he stood outside. I don't think I've ever been that genuinely pissed off. And I think 
you know, my, my fiance will tell you, I watch an episode of cops and she has to tell me to shut my damn mouth about 50 times <laughs> because I'm yeah, watching them yep. play patty cake with these guys. And I'm screaming at the TV, just fucking put him down, just R- fucking right? put him down, yeah. fucking tase him, hit him, do something like quit playing fucking patty cake. Let me watch the goddamn show. But when you watch a guy stand in a hallway, talk on a radio and you know, on the other side of a door, there are children being killed. Right. That's a different level of pissed off. Oh, fuck. Yeah. When you know you want to jump through that screen, punch him in the face, take his shit, and do his job for him. Yep, exactly. Helpless, innocent babies, children. Mm-hmm. They the the people for one, they go to school. They have you know they excited at a lot of ages. They're excited to go to school. They're there to learn. They're there to have fun. You know, school. I think teachers these days, as the majority, make school very fun. They try they to. They do know. not. Those those kids do not expect something like that happen. They're not prepared to defend themselves. That's nothing no. you even ask of and a granted, child. And granted, w- and they're definitely going to make the hero talk. There are those those children out there that an active shooter comes into their school and they try to do something about it. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, there's been a few out there that have actually successfully done something about it, uh-huh. and there have been those out there that died trying. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you know, those kids whether they were in ROTC or they wanted to be in law enforcement, those are some fucking heroes right there. I agree. And those are some people that it almost makes me sad that they didn't get the opportunity to actually put the badge on, but but they did a lot more than a lot of people would. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They're, you know, heroes come in all shapes, forms, ages, and sizes. It's, yeah. You don't have to be wearing a badge or carrying a gun overseas to be one. Nope. You definitely don't have to be a man, obviously, as we just talked about. So, that's, that's... You know, it's all in your head. It is. It's exactly. all in your head. It's all in your heart. You either got it or you don't. Yep. And that's why I hate. And if you don't, and you know that, then great. Don't don't do put it. yourself in a situation where you're gonna have to do something. But don't be that guy that, that got bullied in high school, and now you want to put a badge on, even though it's not made for you. Right. Exactly. Just to get back at the kids that picked on you. Oh, good lord. We could go off for another hour oh, about that. Crap. I know we could. Yeah. I really know we could. Yep. But I think this has been a fantastic episode conversation i know i enjoyed it oh oh I but enjoyed as it we too, as always as we approach the hour mark or we're past the hour mark now oh wow i, I think it's <laughs> that went by pretty damn quick I, I think it's a good time it does when you're having the good talk it goes by lickety splitting in a hurry heck yeah but we're definitely gonna gonna continue this hopefully we're gonna keep pumping those episodes out we hope y'all are enjoying them thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us we appreciate it and we love you as always check us out don't forget instagram built blue studios youtube is in the making it is. eventually once we get our once we get our p's and q's together on that note it's funny you know i always got to throw in the wife there because i was telling her about how we're gonna our next goal is to get the video up and we're gonna video you know our podcast and of course we'll still have the audio stuff that uploads to all our mm-hmm. you know all those platforms and then we're gonna have the youtube channel where you know you can sit there and watch listen to us exactly and she's like I've got to pre-approve this because I don't know where you guys are going <laughs> to film it, but she's like, your backdrop has got to be okay. And I'm like, so it's got to be pre-wife approved before we do the whole YouTube That's stuff. But right. It's coming. It's That's coming. All right. I'm sure we're going to have to get a couple approval notes before we do that. Oh, but, definitely. But yep. until then, uh, hopefully we're going to be, you know, like we always said, step one, step A to get to B, B to get to C, and eventually we're going to get all the way to where we want to be. Exactly. And we couldn't do it without you guys tuning in and sharing us on Facebook. Thank you. Love you all. Oh, yeah. It's been real, but. Until next time, you know, as always, you know, smoke a good smoke a good cigar, drink some good liquor, drink responsibly, take care of each other, be safe, and we'll talk to you next time. God bless America.